You are listening to That Big CEO Energy, where we talk all things business, life, marriage, and push you to a new edge of discovering what that big CEO energy means for you. Listen, I understand that we have barriers that we carry from when we were once employees, and those have impacted us as we continue to build our businesses. I'm here to walk alongside you and give you encouragement through interviews with friends and other women in business who have broken down those barriers and paved their own way. Tune in with me as we uncover some of the unconscious things that we do that keep us from building that big CEO energy we've always dreamed about. Let's dive in. Welcome back. We are going to talk about something that I'm really, really passionate about, (laughs) which is this correlation between mental and physical well-being and the effects that it has on our bottom line. And you might be looking at me sideways, thinking, what the heck does any of this have to do with money, right? Money generates itself. I have no idea. If I do X, it yields Y, right? I mean, one would say that that's, that's what it is, cut and dry. But I just want to chat about what if the way that our mental and physical well-being is and how we show up is what actually affects our bottom line. And it turns out, right, this is not just a minor correlation, but there is significant interplay between the two, and I'm going to explain it all. But numerous studies have shown that when we prioritize our well-being, both physical and mental, our overall performance in life improves. Whether it's at work right, in our personal relationships or even, you know, managing our finances, taking care of ourselves is crucial. One area that's closely linked to our well-being is productivity. When we feel our best, we can focus better and we can be more creative and make smarter decisions. But this in turn, right, positively impacts our professional life right? It could lead to potential promotions, better job opportunities, higher income. If you're an entrepreneur, likely your productivity will lead to other things that you could be doing in your business, right? Launching different programs or, you know, if you're a service provider, expanding your services. When you choose to be productive and it's not just being productive overall, right? I'm going to be productive all day. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you come and you sit at your desk or when you show up to work, whatever that is, and you choose to be productive, you choose to look at your task list and pick your top three, whatever that is, at the end of the day, when I go home, if these things, you know, these are the three things that need to be accomplished, right? When you choose productivity, it automatically makes it so that you have brain capacity to then turn on your creative side because you are committing, right, to the list that you have. And I would encourage you that if you are someone that makes tons of lists with no due date, stop that. Stop it right now. 
get yourself like an Asana or something that, you know, has a homepage that only shows you like what you're supposed to be doing during the day. And also do not put everything on the same day. Move it along. Especially if you're an entrepreneur, you do not need to do all the things in one day. That is just not it. Off that soapbox. What I'm saying is, is when you commit to those things, right, and and you sit down and you do those things and you leave work or you, you know, are done in, in your business, you have time then, mental time, mental fortitude to then get creative and say, okay, now if I'm a business owner, I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to daydream. I'm going to get after my goals. I'm going to reflect and check in with myself. And on the flip side, if you work a nine to five and you have other passion projects outside of your your work, it allows you to go home and alleviate that stress of feeling like, oh my God, tomorrow I have a list that is just as long as today. Holy crap. I don't feel like I got anything done. And then you start ruminating, right? This is what I used to do in corporate. I'd start, oh, okay, so tomorrow, tomorrow if I do X, Y, and Z, and then I'm going to go to lunch, right? And I have a few meetings, and then I have to I have to get X, Y, and Z done. I'm going to do that after lunch. I'm going to do it. When I get to work, all hell breaks loose. People need you. People show up in your office randomly. Tell me I'm wrong, right? If you work in a cubicle environment, oh gosh, I feel sorry for you. Because you have people who need you. You have phones that are ringing. And your list that you went home and worried so much about has just gone out the window. And now guess what? You are not productive. So when we talk about productivity, one of the things that I used to do in corporate, and if you work from home, this can be a little bit easier because if you're like a Microsoft Teams person, put that on do not disturb and make a little note. If you don't know that you can make little notes, send me a DM and I will show you how. But put a little note on there, being productive. Call if urgent, if urgent, keyword, put it in caps, right? Call if urgent. Nobody's going to call you because nothing's urgent. I promise. Nothing in the corporate world is urgent for you because you are being productive. You are moving the needle of their business forward. But back to my point. Put it on Do Not Disturb and put your headphones in and get to work. Give yourself a time block. This is why time blocking is so important please time block your day and stick to it, right? You, just as much as your employer expects you to have integrity if you work from home or, you know, if you are in charge of completing things on your own without a team, your employer expects integrity. Why in the world would you not expect integrity from yourself to do things, right? Same thing. So when we sit down and we're productive, and we are able to get things checked out the list, that stress is removed when you leave your workday. Because you are walking out of the building, you are signing off, whatever it is, if you're in a corporate position, you're signing off and you're like, you know what, I feel really good today. 
I feel really, really good today because I got X, Y, and Z done. And tomorrow I get to tackle these three things. And you just leave it at that. You're done. That's it. You don't need to unpack anything else for the rest of the evening. However, if you find yourself in a cycle that is a ruminating to-do list all of the time and everything keeps getting pushed to the next day, and you're not productive when you sit in your desk and you let people come and hang out in your cubicle or you let Susie call you 15 times because she doesn't know how to open open a document then you're not you're not ever going to get out of the cycle of i can leave shit at the door right same true when you're an entrepreneur If you do not get clear on your goals, if you do not get clear on what you need to be doing day to day, month to month, week to week, year to year on achieving that goal, and I talk a lot about, right, taking the big goal, breaking it down into quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily tasks, it takes a little bit of time up front, but I promise you that it's worth it. But if you do not create a productivity schedule for achieving that thing, and you just let the to-do list live with you consistently, there's this chronic stress that comes and this chronic overwhelm that honestly, that thing, whatever that is, will never be reached. Because you're going to think, I need a team of people to be able to help me. And so you're going to go hire all these people, but you're not really clear on the action steps that need to be taken. And it's this vicious cycle of you have people just doing random tasks with no no clear vision in sight. And then you're like, I'm busy all the time as an, as an entrepreneur, but why am I not making enough money? Why am I having to pay out this overhead of people, if you have a team of people, why am I having to pay them out? And I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. Like, why is my program not launched yet? Why is my mentorship group not launched yet? And you're looking around the room, and guess what? Because you're an entrepreneur, nobody's no, nobody's giving you answers because you're the answer. You're the answer because you're not clear and you're not productive when you sit down at your desk. I love you so much, but I'm going to tell you that. So what happens is, is you get this chronic stress, right? And everybody's stressed out. Everybody's stressed out. And chronic stress can lead to poor decision-making, impulsive behavior, and even addiction. And these are factors that can directly affect our financial well-being. And sometimes the addiction becomes the busy work. I'll say that again. Sometimes the addiction becomes the busy work. Those who invest in their well-being tend to stay focused on their long-term goals and avoid emotional spending and make more informed investment choices. So what I mean by that is sometimes, and I used to do this too when I worked in corporate, Friday would come and I'd be like, oh my God, I just need a shopping day. I just need retail therapy. I need it. I need retail therapy. And so what would happen? Me and my girlfriends, we would go shop on Saturday and I would buy all the stuff and things. And one time, I'll share with you. One time I went to the mall with my friend and I was like, oh my gosh, this shirt is so cute, right? And I put it on and I was like, yes, I need... Keyword there. 
I need this. Girl, I got home and I had the same shirt in my closet. I was literally spending money to satisfy how stressed out I was. It was unreal. And then I got home and I was like, oh, I already have this. And honestly, that was the moment that I was like, get it together. Stop being so stressed out. And there were moments right throughout my career that I I would use retail therapy as an outlet. But it's poor decision making. And it was from the stress and the overwhelm of not being, honestly, you got to look at yourself of not being productive. Sure, are there other external factors that happen inside of corporate that, girl, they make you want to go buy a whole store? I get it. I've been there. But the day-to-day chronic stress of, like, the running to-do list that is creeping up on you and now people are asking you for things because it's borderline late, that is what I'm talking about. And it affects not only your financial well-being, but if you're an entrepreneur that is feeling this way too of, oh my gosh, I just need to, I just need to find another place to be creative. Okay, so Callie tells me that I need to find a way to be creative. And so I start taking, right, all of these classes. I'm taking a pottery class. I'm also taking, I'm showing up to book club. I'm also taking Zumba and I'm taking spin class and I'm taking this class and that class because community, 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 and I need an outlet, right? (laughs) But you're taking it to the extreme. You're not prioritizing, number one, your self-care. Like, do you really want to go to Zumba or are you going because you just need to get out of the house? right? When you sit down and you're productive and you love what you do and you love the tasks, which you're not going to love every day. That's just how it is. But when you sit down and you feel really, really good about the things that you're doing, there is this cloud that lifts from you that you keep coming back to your desk or your workstation or wherever you are, and you're empowered to get those things done. Because you know, at the end of the day, you're really going to feel good about moving the needle forward. So I'm going to get off my soapbox and we're going we're gonna to keep this moving. But I just want to make sure that people understand, right, that productivity is not just checking the list. It's not just making sure that X, Y, and Z are done. It is literally when you sit down. Are you choosing tasks? Are you choosing business moves? Are you choosing appropriate work that is for the time that you need to be spending when you are working? That's productivity. It is never the checklist. It is always the intention. So those that invest in their well-being and they are true to their long-term goals, 
it doesn't mean that we're never going to face, right, <laughs> financial challenges or we're never going to face a lull in our business where, you know, we are in a season of creating and not really getting getting much income. Life has its up, ups and downs, right? And unforeseen circumstances obviously can still arise. But when we've built a strong foundation of mental and physical well-being, we are better equipped to navigate these challenges with resilience and come out stronger on the other side. When we are faced with the yuck, we are able to also look at that from a productive lens and say, what do I need to do in order to get this in a positive motion? Because you have the mental strength to do that, you've built up the mental fortitude to be able to look at hard decisions, hard things that are going on in your life or in your business to go, yeah, that really sucks. But also, I'm going to figure a way out of this. And one of the things is we should always be discussing the well-being and financial habits that we have. When we're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, we may resort to, right, the comfort spending that I just talked about. And while this might provide a brief relief, it can be detrimental to the long-term financial stability. Not only the personal, you know, what you pay yourself out of your business or what you get from your corporate paycheck, but your business bottom line. Because if you're overspending, right, you can say, oh, I'm going to pay myself more out of my business. And you're pulling from that. So what can we do, right, to strike a balance between our well-being and our bottom line? First and foremost, which I already got on this soapbox moment, so I'm not going to go too deep into it, is to prioritize your self-care, right? That means finding activities that bring you joy and relaxation, not activities just to get you out of the house. Retail therapy is not one of them. No, it's not. It needs to be practicing mindfulness, maybe it's exercise regularly, spending time with your loved ones, or if you have a hobby. These activities can significantly impact our emotional well-being. But I would also say, if you find yourself where you cannot get out of it, there is nothing wrong with seeking professional help, because there is probably something that is happening on the back end. And there's no shame right? There's no shame in getting a therapist or even a financial advisor if that's something you feel you need. But in fact, seeking guidance in both of these areas really can help you gain perspective and and develop healthier habits and, and make better financial decisions. Let's also remember that building a healthy relationship with your bottom line is part of the well-being journey. So if you struggle in this area where you're not really sure what is your bottom line, where how do I how do I figure this out? It's important to educate yourself first on personal finance and and set realistic goals and develop a budget that aligns with your values. But also being financially aware and responsible allows you to feel more in control of your life and reduce financial stress. So whether you are again in corporate It all ties back to productivity. When you are showing up in an environment that is less than ideal sometimes, and you're choosing to be productive in that moment, 
and it's going to feel really selfish. But when you sit down and you choose to be productive for that day and you are completing projects that need to be done and you leave and you go home, there's no longer the stress of, okay, now I'm home. I got to think about tomorrow. Okay, this is really stressful. I need, I need to get out of this house. Okay, I'm going to go to dinner with friends and I'm also going to do retail therapy. Even if you're working in corporate, you have a bottom line. <laughs> you have to pay yourself first. You have to invest in yourself first. And investing in yourself sometimes looks like self-care. And it's not retail therapy. It's not going, you know, out to dinner for the fourth time that week. Sometimes it is taking a moment to breathe and practice mindfulness. And also praise yourself for getting the task done. Now, if you are a woman in business, this looks a little bit different because, right, you sit down, you choose to be productive You choose to streamline what you have going on, chunk it down into actionable steps, get your team on board. If you don't have a team, you are the team. Congratulations. Get your team on board. You figure out what needs to be done. And at the end of the day, you leave feeling like, I moved the needle of my business forward. Yes, you may not see like the dollars roll in that same day, right? But if you know that you are moving the needle of your business forward because you're completing actionable steps to get you there, there isn't the stress and overwhelm of now I've got to work all night or I got to get up at six in the morning before my team comes online to really figure this out and, and, and. And so what's not happening is you're not saying, oh my gosh, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. And retail therapy happens and, 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 right? It's the same thing as the corporate environment, just different. So when we gain control and we really take action and refocus what productivity looks like in our lives, it directly affects how our bottom line shows up. And I would just in, encourage all of you really to, to honestly take a moment to reflect on what is your current state of well-being and what do you want that to look like? I'm going to insert journaling here again. I don't think I can get through a podcast episode without talking about journaling, to be very frank and honest, and there is no shame in that. But how, how is your well-being right now? Be honest with yourself. Be ruthless with yourself. And what do you need to do to change that? But more importantly, how is your well-being affecting your bottom line? Go through your personal finances. That's a little bit alarming for some of us. Right? That's, that can be an eye-opener. Where are you spending your money? Is it food? Is it clothes? Is it, is it, is it, Right? Name a category, whatever it is. And how is it affecting your personal bottom line, but also your business bottom line? Remember, investing in yourself is never a waste. Investing in being productive is never a waste of time. Rather, it's a strategy for a brighter and more prosperous future.
So when we look at our bottom line, we have to look at ourselves. There is no way around that. And so I would encourage you to, again, reflect on those things and understand also to give yourself grace. Because making a change doesn't happen overnight, but one small step each day can really make you feel super good. And when you start building that momentum, that's where the growth comes. And so are you investing in being productive in your growth? Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you heard something that helped you, I would love it if you would leave a review and share it with your friends. This helps more people just like you become inspired to move the needle of their big CEO energy into a positive direction. If you would like to learn more about how I can help you streamline and position your business for growth or lead your business as a CEO, feel free to jump into the show notes with all of the links to find me. And don't forget to head over to Instagram so we can be pals. 